Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired entertainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Yo, my family, wagwan! It's Sunday morning, you don't already yellow! You're listening to Talk Truth! Talk Truthers, big up, welcome to another wonderful morning we're alive we're breathing and i give thanks for being here and i even give thanks even more for having my guest today who is none other than mezan ayoka writer and filmmaker and today we talk about a kind of cool topic and that's relationship expectations and mezan as a creative walks me through how some of her ideals for relationships developed some of the things that are happening in real life and some of the things that are happening online. It's a crazy world out there, folks. Sit back, take a listen as we talk about relationship expectations with Mezan Ayoka. See you on the other side. All right, guys, welcome to this next episode of Talk Truth. And um, I'm so happy to be here again on another Sunday. And as usual, I have a wonderful guest. And she goes by the name of Mizan. Mizan, I always pronounce your second name, Ayoka. How do you pronounce it? That's it. Ayoka. It's Mizan, Mizan, Mizan Ayoka. Ayoka. Yes. Well what does Mizan Ayoka one, mean? It means well-balanced, one who brings joy. So Mizan is Ethiopian and Ayoka is Yoruba. Wow, that's Nigerian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, is it actually your real name? Yeah. That's what is the parents it? gave me. Wow, wow, I like it. Um, Mizan, welcome again. Um, tell us a little bit about, Thank you. about who you are and what you do. That's a good question. Depends on the day, I'm different things. But um, I'm a writer mm-hmm. and a filmmaker and a Pisces, ah. a lover of the beach. <laughs> Makes sense. And... Um, yeah, I have been writing ever since I can remember. Um, not that I knew that I was writing. It right. was just something I did. You know, just it was, like it was happening, but back in the beginning I'm sure it wasn't like a craft to make money or anything. It was just pouring out of you. Exactly. It wasn't even it wasn't even conceived as something like homework or it was, you know, it's playtime. Okay, I'm going to write. Who does, does that? A, how, I know, I was just going to ask you, how does a young girl start to write? And at what age did you start writing? So I don't know what, I can't remember. I do remember my mother giving me a diary. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I guess I just said, okay, I guess I should write in the diary. And it just clicked. You have a ballpark and, of like how old you were? Um... Okay. Maybe seven. Okay, that's an interesting age. I I, I started to sing around seven too, you know. Oh. So that's interesting when people when kids actually start doing things that they love. Even without realizing you love it, because you're just doing it. 
Yeah, I was just doing it. I was mm-hmm. just mimicking people on the radio. I had no idea <laughs> what was going on. But I didn't realize whether it was good or bad. I Maybe in my mind it was good and I guess it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> but that's the thing. I didn't even have, is my writing good? Is my writing bad? It was just, I enjoy this and I'm going to do it now. You know? Isn't, yeah. Isn't that the wonderful lens of a child though? Exactly. That they're not really, they're not really beating themselves up about the creativity they just create. Exactly. Well, that changes in adulthood. <laughs> oh boy! Then in adulthood, you get all these ways of judging. Is right. this a sentence? Should the comma go here? Right. No. Um, <laughs> come on, Brathwaite wrote it like this. <laughs> How should I write it? <laughs> exactly. All all these voices right. come into it. Well, um, interestingly enough, people might think we're going to talk about writing today, but that's not the topic we decided to talk about. We're actually okay. talking about um, relationship expectations, which, which you threw at me. So I'm guessing that you have been having some wonderful experiences in this realm. I've been having experiences. I'm not going to judge them. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say whether they're wonderful yet. <laughs> I've been having experiences for certain. <laughs> well, let's start a little bit about, um, you had mentioned to me before the show about um, being a lover of movies and how growing up, they helped to f- somehow formulate our expectations of love and relationships. Tell me what that means to you. So I think for me, the movie that really changed my life <laughs> was The Little Mermaid. Mm. I mean... This princess who has everything under the sea saves a prince and then just like that they fall in love and she goes to a witch and and gets legs. Wow. (laughs) I mean, oh my God, right? Getting legs for love. I know, right? I mean, (laughs) nobody could even imagine that about Disney. Like, who gets legs for love? So. You know, I should know this story well, but mm-hmm. after she gets her legs, she loses her She thing, loses right? her voice. Yeah, man, but, she but, loses... she gets, but she gets the man. Well, it's tricky because, I mean, now looking back, I can see that, yeah, um, he was passed out, so he really didn't see her. So she's more of a memory. So he's amazed by the beauty, but because she can't talk, they can't... Um, get to know each other and all she has to do is get him to kiss her and there's this lovely you got to kiss the girl song and it's right really sweet the and, with yeah. the accent right uh, it's a terrible so, accent but yeah so right now right now based on this recollection of the little mermaid i'm mm-hmm. just thinking crap you have to make crazy sacrifices for love but what's the what's the um the silver lining <laughs> to do it for you what did it mean to you like when you saw it you well, thought it was a cool story no well it meant that I was going to find a merman and go live in the ocean happily <laughs> ever after. And he would be a prince. So then I would be the princess because, you know, that, that's just what it meant. That's just what it meant. <clears throat> so it was kind of perfect. <laughs> it was. I was really looking forward to this new life under the sea with this wonderful merman who could sing and dance and we could go on adventures. Um, but that's just not... <laughs> So I mean, so so that hasn't that hasn't come to life at all. Not in the way it's portrayed. Uh, It's like (laughs) you know when they when they see each other and like they just know. In that moment, you just know. 
and you're willing to do everything right there like that that's not true that that kind of certainty <laughs> within such a short period of time is probably not as common as we'd like to think yeah. eh? but sometimes there... it's more based on lust and and i when i got older and i rewatched the little mermaid right i realized that that's what it was it was just attraction it was oh this guy's attractive oh this girl's attractive but once they actually were together without the communication without finding out shared interests you right. know all of that you really couldn't build anything interesting all right these are important gems that we must come back to <laughs> um are there any other movies that stand out in your mind growing up that painted any pictures of love that you well, or relationships that you liked or that you remember i won't well i think i'm gonna say movies that messed me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can go there too. <laughs> Pretty Woman is oh the gosh, next one. Oh gosh, I knew one. that would have been in the list, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it is such a beautiful movie. Yeah. And when you're young and impressionable, you really shouldn't watch movies like that. <laughs> I know, I will keep that in mind. And I want to have a daughter. Yes, please. Because even Cinderella, I think there's more fantasy in Cinderella. Um, but it pretty much is a modern day Cinderella story, right? Yeah. That no matter how... Um, how messed up your life is if you find the right man. If he's rich enough and loves you enough and you're pretty enough, doesn't matter if you were a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter if or you if came from a, a small town. Or if you're dirt poor, come from a small town. Yo. But isn't that kind of the beauty in the story too, though, that a small town girl or a stripper or a hooker can like find a match of her dreams that didn't seem like it would ever happen? Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. So we see where that, that kind of hope is where is, is, is the problem here, the hope that these movies are creating. All right, but but all right, so we, we move along though. So this mm -hmm. is kind of movies and how they inspired you. But you are a storyteller and you are a filmmaker. You went on to create a film that I wanted to tell our listeners about. Okay. I mean, without giving away the punch, of course. Okay, so um the my short film is called Going Down. And the premise is a question. What would you do if you stepped into an elevator with your boyfriend and you see your husband kissing another woman? Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's deep. Let's repeat that. What would happen <laughs> if the woman steps into an elevator with her boyfriend and mm -hmm. sees her husband kissing another one? So both of them are cheat anyway. Exactly. So nobody can come in with their holier than thou attitude because they're both wrong. Right, and they're kind of on a level play, playing field. And, and would that elevator moment be when they both discover what's, what's up, in a sense? Yeah. Wow. And then the short film unfolds, right? Yes. It's as they descend. What <laughs> um, <laughs> a way them going down and not up. They must exactly. be descending, right? They are. <laughs> going down. <laughs> but you <laughs> know, the the, like a phoenix, right. you got to burn to <laughs> yourself, right? <laughs> All right. I, though I have seen the short film, I have terrible movie memory. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing right now is not a spoiler, but um, let's use the, the film to discuss some hypothetics. Um, yeah. I think I think in essence, though, it's either it work or it don't work. So it's either you see that and it mash up your relationship or you see it and when you find a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that relationships can have unconventional structures 
Yes, definitely. And you think that's a new age thing or you think it's always been going on? But we're just more open to the conversation. I do think it has always been going on. Um, I don't know if the people in the relationships necessarily spoke about it or if they just said, well, a slime stay, a slushy stay, and I'm going to work with it. Um, But I know that now we're definitely more open to talking about what our relationship should look like. Wow, that's funny. And I mean, in my last episode, well, it will be the ep- well, it will be two episodes from this one. Um, I spoke to Fabian Thomas about masculinity, but we also But funnily enough, this came up in the topic because I brought up uh, masculinity and how it links to relationships and sexuality, and and we got into a conversation about just this about how people have now created new normals for their relationship structures mm-hmm. um, that are heavily based on, on communication. Is this something that you think you do personally? And <laughs> I threw that you, but... Yeah, I think it's... In, I saw an interesting meme. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. a meme or whatever, but it was saying that people t- say that communication is the basis of a good relationship, but it's mm-hmm. really comprehension mm-hmm. um, that is or not communication. I was like, whoa... Because I have, like, spoken to people until we're both blue and we leave and none of us have really (laughs) taken any middle ground. Exactly. Or really understood what the other person was saying. And I was just like, wow, I think that's really where it is. So it's not just saying this is the kind of relationship I want and this is what we need to do. But how can we together, taking our expectations, create something that will work wow that's a big gem there a while ago it's not communication it's comprehension mm-hmm. it's understanding because if you're talking and talking and talking and other person don't get it then it's not going to go anywhere not one place thanks Ms. Anne. you just saved my entire life all right no I'm, I'm kidding but but no that is really powerful actually um Okay, I, I see that. Um and, and I like how you nicely dodged out whether you would be open to 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 um being in that situation. But Which I mean situation? a situation in the elevator? Well no, I shouldn't say oh. I didn't dodge it. But I mean oh. you would be open to having a relationship that is unconventional if both of you agreed. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean uh, mm. yeah. And we, we have to define unconventional, of course. I know, right? But, right. Yeah. <laughs> but as comprehension and communication coming together, right? Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I think we have to move past what we think we saw with our parents and grandparents because the truth is we don't know. Um, I recently interviewed both of my grandparents separately. Mm. <laughs> on, on camera? You yeah, on camera. Just to no. um, collect their stories. Nice. And uh, hearing, first of all, the two of them have totally different experiences in their marriage. It's bewildering that after almost 60 years together that they remember it in such different ways. Right. Even talking about experiences that they had. Um, yeah. But I also realized that at the core of it, they were always trying to understand each other. And when I spoke to my aunts and uncles and my mother, how they describe their relationship is not how 
the parents describe their relationship. So you can never be outside of it and really know what it is. So I think we have to move away from trying to recreate something that we think we saw right. because we really, we really have don't know what no it is. idea what it was. Right, because at the end of the day, there is what is presented to the world and even what's presented to a child. Exactly. And versus what's really, what really happened and what's really going on. Exactly. Very yeah. interesting. All right, I'm going to, we're going to come back to <laughs> staying on topic, but I, I saw something really cool that, that I think you're on and I want you to tell me about it. Um, mm-hmm. You're on a kind of committee for, for Cannes? Um, it's a competition called Diversity in Cannes. It's a uh-huh. showcase at Cannes, at the Cannes yeah. Film Festival. Yes. And yeah, I... <laughs> I am just watching videos, commenting, scoring, and we have um, talks with the committee as well. So we're in the last leg now because mm-hmm. they're going to announce pretty soon. So I have maybe 20 more videos to watch. Well, congratulations, <laughs> though. I think that's a cool project to be a part of. How did yeah. you get involved? Um, well, I met the lady who runs it. Um, her name is Yolanda. I met her um, at Berlin Alley last year. Um, it was my feature film, Blue Fields. It actually won a pitch competition. Mm-hmm. And the prize was a trip to Berlin Alley. So going down was at Claremont in France. And we just flew over to Berlin and met the producer and the rest of the, the Jamaican delegation there. And at a party one night, just start talking to this lady. And we hit it off. We had a really great conversation, just laughing. And we've kept in contact since then. Really so cool. when yeah. she said, you know, I need people, I was like, of course, sign me up. <laughs> You're like, I'm game. Yeah. I'm staying in this network. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So when you created Going Down, mm-hmm. um, was it something that you just felt like it was a story to be told or or you were having any personal relationship stuff that you were kind of trying to channel through the art or what was the source of that inspiration? So with going down, um, as a filmmaker, I'm really passionate about telling stories for and about women. And I've been thinking about relationship dynamics. (laughs) Right. That's obvious. Um, (laughs) And uh, every time I'd watch a movie, especially with black women, I found that they were either crying over the dick or like trying to burn somebody's house down because the man don't treat them good. Or it was always these really weird extremes that I just couldn't resonate with. And I was just, and I kept thinking, what would I, not necessarily me, but if I was watching something, what would I want to see that woman do in this situation right. when when neither of them are right? Because, you know, if you have a one person is right, can do the holier than thou thing, but if both of you are wrong, how are you going to be an adult and really deal with this? And I just had that idea kind of mulling, 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 and this lady came into my head I, I think I just saw her seeing her husband with another woman while she was with her boyfriend I was like right. huh there's something here what what would happen and then I, I drilled it down even further because I said 
it, they need to be somewhere where they can't escape. Right. Um, right. A restaurant, you can walk out, you can go to the bathroom, you can take a minute. But if you're in an elevator, you're confined. You've got to deal with this for at least four or five floors. <laughs> <laughs> right and, and and even in being confined you may not deal with it at all but it's, it's the exactly. discomfort of being in that space eh? exactly and and you make you make a really good point because you could actually not deal with the situation itself but you're doing right. some inner work on yourself as the exactly. elevator is going down so. and i guess i guess in the whole re- revelation of the whole thing i'm sure a whole lot of thoughts will be going through your head mm-hmm. <laughs> on that ride <laughs> wow that's crazy all right well um i'm glad you decided to tell these stories because the stories need to be told i mean some people come at some filmmakers hardcore because of how women are represented in their um projects um mm-hmm. not calling tyler perry's name i like tp i call him tp sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes tp can either make me happy or make me very angry depending on what i'm watching by him but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll i'll respect him i respect like him though Yo, that man, he just stuck with his audience and his content and he's building an empire. So big a pile of yeah. Right from from a day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched what did I watch recently? I watched Temptation. Right. Let me say I hate watch Temptation. And I pretty much was messaging my friend because she told me to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I mistook what she said. She wasn't telling me to watch it, really. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't believe you made me watch this. This is terrible. You know what the girl doing now? You know the man doing now? You know the girl? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> you never had a try, right? <sighs> Boy, yeah, I am not a, a fan. I do watch them. I try to, but... Yeah, I'm I've been watching... The latest thing I've been watching by him now is a show on BT called Sisters. Ooh. And um, it's a bunch of, of course, sisters, black black friends, female friends, and they kind of, you know, kind of look at their lives in different ways. I mean, not the first time you have a girl's show or, but it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. But sometimes the writing goes a little way out. <laughs> but like everything, Tyler Perry, I find that I can't stop watching it. Is it like girlfriends? Different energy, but kind of. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, it's like but, he gets yeah. us, but then there's some at some point in the movie where it just goes off the rails, but you're in so deep that you're like, I might as well just finish. <laughs> you perfectly nailed it. That's exactly it. It's like I'm pulling and then I'm in so deep that when it goes off the rails, I want to just turn off the TV, but I'm like, I have to watch this. <laughs> but this leads me. All right. So mentioning unconventional relationships and unconventional situations. Um. Let's talk a little bit about online dating. Because <laughs> oh, this is a space that I think you ventured into, right? I did. I'm going to say that I am a student of people because I'm a writer. Right. I, I had a friend once who told me that um, I keep using that as, as an excuse to get myself <laughs> in some really weird situation. <laughs> I know. I always that friend. <laughs> but I'm like, it's father. It's it's really fodder for writing and characters because, yo, some things that I, some people I've met. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, I decided to try online dating. And, um, whoa, hi, you're beautiful. You're an angel. Can't stop running through my mind. Right? Ho- ho- this, is a, this is a how many days or hours into the conversation? This is first. This is first. 
first contact right because they would have seen your profile so they already right. have a preamble <laughs> they don't right. think, so he, he just went right in <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm like thank you so much for everything you're saying and i have i i now have an opening <laughs> which i was like can you answer these questions let's see right what that, you're, who you're really about so one of my questions is what's your favorite curse word wow um you know, like you prefer the beach or the mountains or wow. beach or river, something like that. Yeah. And then like um, Cats are the dogs. most impactful thing you read this week because, you know, you need somebody who can read. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's a good starting point, right? Oh, my gosh. And worse, you're, you're worse, you're a writer and a filmmaker. Like if them can't read it, no matter what No, just not going, just not going to work. <laughs> And you know, I want to dig deep in the art. So sure. every personal question I ask you can choose not to answer. So mm-hmm. which profile did you, which um platform did you use for online dating? I use, I, I use multiple. Right. Because you know, girl got to have options. Really. <laughs> yes, I don't know much about this world because I've stayed away from it. I, I make jokes about Christian Mingle. I know there's a Bumble and yeah. I know there's Tinder where you swipe. I've never done Tinder. I didn't even realize it was in Jamaica. People because I've actually I've actually changed my okay so on one of them um it's okay cupid which yes. I don't I don't recommend because <laughs> it's it's free so with the free version you can get a lot of access right um so a lot of broke so people are on it. oh my god one guy said to me you know I would love to to go out and meet you so I said you want to go on a date and he said, no, 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 not a date. Um, I'm not working, but I'd just love to come out and see you and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, sir, I am dead. you can we Skype me or now. something. <laughs> right, we can have a video call. You can so, Skype me. <laughs> so like, if I want to leave him, I don't come to your gate and wave right? and then go back home. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, it's like, can I just put my foot inside the door? Oh, next foot? No. So, no. yeah. So give me That's some clarity. So these, <laughs> these dating sites, you were doing it in the context of Jamaica, right? So you were meeting Jamaicans. Are you were no, talking to people I don't, No, I do. I do. I set my profile to anywhere. Got you. So um, anybody could have pop up. So yeah, man, I, I met a... Um, I don't know if we're friends now or what. I'm not sure. But um, I was communicating with somebody from Switzerland at one point. Um, different places in the U.S., of course, yeah. the U.K., and Jamaica. So I actually met one of the persons that I was online with in Jamaica. And um, it was okay in real life? Yeah, it was actually good. But we we spoke on the phone a few times Okay, first. So, so but, that, you know, right, we were broke texting, the ice texting. Then we spoke on the phone, and then we met. And, yeah. But don't you feel like, all right, my first question is, after doing it for a little while, what is your current perspective on online dating um, in general? I'm doing it for anthropology now. <laughs> um, research. Really, it's really just research. And yeah, I, I, I think that there are interesting people there. Right. And definitely you can make friendships you can i've had some very interesting conversations with people as i said uh you know i i 
like weird things. So I had a conversation with somebody about some physics um, theory. And we like mm. went deep in it. And I haven't done physics since university. Right. So, but we were just like talking about string theory and, and multiverses and very interesting conversation. Well, that um, one reads. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, um, it's usually just, hi, beautiful. How are you? Can I get your number? Mm. You want to send me a picture? Are you going uh, in the shower now? Uh, Block. Well, 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 that leads me to my next question, which I, <clears throat> I guess I would imagine the purpose of having online profiles would be Mm-hmm. to kind of lessen the expectations because everything is kind of laid out for you so you can kind of see a match do you think that online dating creates more expectations or it really does break them down that's a really good question or i guess maybe it will vary depending on who you meet <laughs> for me i think when i started the journey mm-hmm. i had real expectations because i thought one, the profiles are so in-depth yeah. that if you fill them out and you're real and honest, you know, as honest as you can be, then it's a good starting point. But half of the people don't fill out their, their profiles. Um, you know, there are different questions that you can answer. Half of the people don't fill them out. Right. Could you not do it for that? Exactly. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, well, if you actually match with somebody, you have high percentages, the two of you match, then you would have a conversation. I was wrong about that too. <laughs> um, it's just, hey, how are you? Right, you want so... to move? Give me a note. You know, it, it wasn't getting, and even the ones who say, I really want to get to know you, that's not what it's about. Right. So even though you match on paper, when you actually have an interaction, it's not sinking at all. No. And I've done eHarmony too, you know. So it's not, I I did eHarmony, I tried this one, and I did Bumble. And they're all... all, You've seen similarities in in all spaces. I think Bumble is, for me, is just stuff in Jamaica. And no offense to Jamaican men, I love Jamaican men, but yo, the one them on the internet, (laughs) no. (laughs) It's a different breed, right? No, one guy said to me, because I was asking follow-up questions as I'm... I often do he said wow you know your mind and thought process is just very different (laughs) but thanks for answering my questions (laughs) (laughs) and that's because I follow up I'm like but but you said this what does that mean (laughs) yeah yeah well you made a good point I mean I think for the most part maybe what people do put down may be true but it doesn't reflect what they're there for Mm-hmm. And I think what they're there for will determine what comes the out of it. So if you're there, yeah, if you're there for a hookup, then you're gonna come with hookup swag, even if you read the alchemist and you both love the alchemist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. You're right. So the, the one key guy going to be match. <laughs> the one guy said to you what? The last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says he's there looking for a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. So I said, hmm, that's interesting. Um I'm here looking for friendship and, you know, maybe something that could lead to a relationship. But why do you think you're ready for a committed relationship? The man said to me, I'm an adult and I know what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> <I'm dumb. laughs> 
I was like, oh, oh, this you were offended his sensibilities, the man's <laughs> ready for a relationship. <laughs> and you ask him why I want one, if you why I know I'm ready. He's like, I know I'm ready. I'm a man a man. Why can you do that? Man, I'm man, I can't start. <laughs> but you know, yeah. that's another good point to do. Like you ask somebody that kind of question and if they were really at a certain level of emotional maturity, they'd probably say, you know, I've had a few relationships, I've been heartbroken, this and that happened, that and that it happened, I grew in this way, and I feel it's time, you know? Exactly. That's what probably somebody of a certain level, but then he, he proved to you that he was not a match. Not at that level, nope, a dud. <laughs> All right, so, so we have our little mermaid, we have our going down scenario, and we mm-hmm. even have online dating. Um. <laughs> Mezan, where are you now, um, again, on a global scope of how you feel about <laughs> relationships and expectations? I'm gathering since you're doing online dating that you are single and mm-hmm. open to friendships, possibly a relationship. Yes. Um, where are you now with this <laughs> um, in general? I, no, so as I said, when I started, I was like, yo, my fan husband, I'm ready. <laughs> and <laughs> as I started communicating with more people I realized that that approach is wasn't necessarily the best for me right to go in so hard and so like this is what I want um didn't leave the room for friendship which at the end of the day is what I realized I really wanted um I think at the core of a good relationship would be friendship. Absolutely. It should be friendship. I think so too, yeah. So, so um, when them looks fade, it's going to come right back to the friendship. Exactly. And so many things happen throughout life that if it's not your friend next to you, I mean, can you imagine being in quarantine right now yeah. without and, and the person you're with is not your friend? Right, 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 right. They're like, they're what well, you guys have just killed each other. It just, it just, I can't even. I, and I, worse, I don't, and worse, if you don't live together and you potentially shouldn't be making out, though I'm sure those people find a way. Anyway, but let's just say, for instance, <laughs> they were just not in the same physical location mm-hmm. and they couldn't make out, then they would have to be friends. True, exactly, exactly. Oh, wow, that's very deep. <laughs> very very deep well it's funny i have a question for you do you feel though um that people should be intentional about relationships is that a conversation i always have because it's the one part of my life that i find i'm not very intentional about and by that i mean i kind of believe that you meet people in starbucks or in a coffee shop or you just walk into a place and you book somebody and then two twos you make a friend and then that person becomes your person Versus people who I know have very clear checkboxes, guidelines, pray for <laughs> things. <laughs> so you say, you think being intentional is, is important in finding somebody? I think intentional, yes, but intentional with yourself. <clears throat> I think you have to have self-knowledge um, about what, who you are, first of all, and what that yeah. means. So what baggage do you come with? What are the positive things that you come with? What are those neutral things that you come with? Who are you? You know, you need to know that. And then from there, it's easier to 
know what kind of person you'd want. And I don't mean tall, short, fat, slim, but I mean those core qualities that um, with who you are as a person, you'll be able to be compatible with. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think you can meet that person at Starbucks, um, right. just buck them up. But I do think after that, there must be some intention to follow up. You can't just go back to Starbucks right. and hope you buck them up again. <laughs> well, well, after you meet the person, you have an initial little spark. Then I do agree that, that both of you, I hope will be intentional. Yes, huh? Exactly. And I guess that's when things take off usually, yeah. right? Yeah, usually. I like that. I mean, thought. people do mm-hmm. have their baggage and stuff, but if you're a healed person or you're consciously doing that work and healing and, you know, you don't have up a lot of walls and not putting off obstacles um, for the other person to jump over or for you to even jump over, then yeah, I think that's the best place to start because, you know, that light in you is going to shine out. And if you meet somebody that's shining at your frequency, and you don't have all that clutter from the hurt and the trauma and the this and the that and the work and everything, then you know no more see each other. Ms. And you know, sis, you just preached one whole sermon a while ago. Like I want to just rewind <laughs> that whole segment. This will be the moment. If I use any audio clip, it will be that. You just said everything. And I mean you, you also said what I was gonna say next, which pretty much is like being intentional about being open as well but you said a a lot more than that um i think in doing all the things you just said is when you can be open and then once you're open again then you can receive i agree but you definitely have to declutter you have to know what you bring to the table Mm -hmm. well you sound pretty pretty ready on your end what's happening on the other end all right i have one last set of questions Mm -hmm. for you and i really wanted to ask you how do you think people who are anxious about relationships can reduce their expectations? I mean, you said a lot about being healed and all of those things and doing the work. I agree. How do you th- do you think do you think people need to decrease their expectations? That's a good one. Um, I think you have to assess your expectations because. Um, it's so interesting. Me and a friend had a conversation about this one day, and mm-hmm. I was saying, you need to just live your life without expectations. I read a lot about Buddhism. Right. I'm like, you know, you have to, to live your life without expectations. And she's just like, you have to have expectations. Expectations are a part of life. Right. And, um, <clears throat> and I saw where she was coming from, even though, you know, for me, I, I, I try to practice detachment, so I, I, there's a difference there. But anyways, so the point, though, is that I think you have to assess your expectations. Are they unrealistic? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or are they realistic? Right. If this man has to be 10 feet tall, have a 10-inch dick, have a huge-ass house, have, like, $10 million in the bank, Plus, he can make you laugh. Your mother liked him. Your father liked him. You can don't take have him no to kids. dance, and you can take him to church. And da- yeah, he's having kids. Never right? had an STI. <laughs> yeah, then you need to reassess. <laughs> right. How realistic is it? Reali- yeah, but I do think in terms of how you want to be treated, um, I think you should have realistic expectations for that. And those should be your non-negotiables. 
because you need to be respected you know you need to have some people need a lot of affection some people need a lot of touch some people need a lot of space whatever it is you need to be clear about those things I think and those need to be non-negotiable but you also need to make sure that your expectations are realistic your maze you should become a pastor you know a relationship pastor no wonder you like relationships that's why i think you were comfortable throwing this topic out because mm-hmm. i think you have a very rounded perspective on it and and i agree i'm like you i believe that you should live your life without a lot of expectations but then that argument or discussion with you and your friend can become circular if you're not specific. But I think if you're coning down mm-hmm. with the test of, I agree, like some things need to be non-negotiable in terms of how you're treated. And I think that's reasonable. But I don't think you can want every single perfect thing in one person. It's just very mm-hmm. rare. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. exist, actually. Exactly. I mean, somebody can be perfect for you. And right. there's still things about them that drive you crazy. Drive you nuts. And right. but you but you see then you you need to get that place where you're not lashing out because it's driving you crazy, you know. Right, so they're tolerable things, exactly. even though they're right. Yeah, but really or that you can you can still show love, even though it's driving you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You yeah. Know, I feel like I want to just end on that note. <laughs> 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 real relationship expectations you can still show love even though it's driving you crazy <laughs> That's not but you said so many other gems before that um miss i'm gonna now call you writer filmmaker and relationship coach <laughs> and um, thank you <laughs> i want you to tell people how they can find you and find your work i'm an introvert just send me a send me a send me an email what do your clients reach out to you for you know so I was very idealistic in my youth and when I made my first business card it mm-hmm. only had my email on it and I'd be right. like just write me it's a Zanayoka writer zanayoka at gmail.com and people would be like how the fuck like oh sorry no that's okay okay <laughs> and people would be like so how do I call, 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 where's your number? And I'm like, no, my email. And they're like, can you just give me a number? So I have to write my number on the back of all of the cards. <laughs> but you are me. And I love when I meet a me because I was, I don't want you to call me at all. <laughs> Unless you say, you, we plan, then you can call me. Like, otherwise, I'm looking at that phone with a side eye, like, read it all. <laughs> That might be another podcast. I may have to call it to speak about. We need to dig deeper into that problem. All right. So, all right. The short film is—is is it publicly available yet or not? Right no, now? not yet. Later this year. I'm going to release it later this year, but not right, right so, now. So that's going down. Still right? waiting on some festivals. Yeah. All right. That's the cool. last round. <laughs> Any final words, Mez? They can be on relationships. They can be self-promo, even though I say that's not your thing. <laughs> but um, any final words for the listeners? Um, just take a deep breath when you're setting out to find that love or that partner, whatever it is you're looking for. Just breathe. Because they're out there. And I think the more you work on yourself, even though I hate when people tell me this, 
yeah. <laughs> but the more for me and working on yourself doesn't mean exercising or or um reading more it could literally mean going for a walk because you like to go for a walk right getting your coffee at starbucks because that's your favorite thing to do it gives you peace every day just do more of the things that really fuel you because then right. you're going to be making yourself an even better, more interesting, more full person for whatever life has in store for you. Oh, wow. I love it. Ms. Anne, thank you so much <laughs> for being on this episode. You've really actually healed me a bit, which always happens on this show, damn it. Awesome. <laughs> but I'm glad because at least I get to have a weekly therapy session for free. Right. This is a good idea, Mario. Really I know, right? Good idea. But thank you for being on Talk Throat. And I look forward to whatever unfolds in your relationship, whether it's online or offline. Thank you very much. <laughs> I look forward to it too. I'm going to write a book at some point, like Adventures in Online Dating. <laughs> and make a movie. Of course. Well, I mean, of course, right? <laughs> All right, Ms. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, you just listened to episode number 37. I can't count. Is it 37 already? Wow. We're working our way to 40. You just listened to episode 37 of Talk Trot with Mezan Ayoka. And did she preach a sermon in there? I can't pay for these therapy sessions. I can't pay for them. They're too expensive. Mezan, thank you so much. Like, you know, this, that's the beauty of, of doing this podcast is... You just never know the gems that will be dropped. And who will drop them? You think she was going to come here to talk about overwrite that screenplay? My girl just gave me the 411 on everything relationship expectations. I really enjoy that. And I hope you enjoyed it too. You know what to do. Every week I tell you, please leave a comment on iTunes. Um, like, subscribe, share. Tell a friend, take a screenshot, put on social media, tag us on Instagram at talk.truthja and tag me at Mario Evan. Follow me, follow the Talk Truth page. Sign up for our mailing list on the website, talktruthja.com. Send me an email at talktruthja at gmail.com. Yo, support the thing. Um, guys who are YouTubers, if you like to listen on YouTube, all these episodes are on YouTube. There's an entire Talk Truth playlist. And there's even one video in there with Randy Rowe. Like you can actually see a visual. Go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel. It's a pandemic. We're trying to monetize. <laughs> I ain't got no shame about it. Hop over there. I already have more than a thousand subscribers. I need 4,000 watch hours in less than 12 months. Help a brother out. Apart from that, please. Just go and support the thing. We have three more episodes to go. Um, this season has been one of so much growth, but I won't even get into no long talking. I'll have some. I'll have another episode where I'll have time to talk. Thank you again for listening, guys. And of course, you're listening to Talk Truth, a place where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Until next time, guys. See you later.